It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to Top of the Charts Tuesday. My man Patrick Davis doing his thing, telling us about me and Mrs. Jones. Oh, man, if that's playing up in your house too often during the holidays, you got to have a talk with your other, with, with your spouse or your girl or somebody. we got to have a talk. You don't play this way too much here during the holidays. Why, why is this on repeat? Yeah. <laughs> you playing this on a loop? Yeah, You're, you got to turn something else on. We need Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer And something. I need to know who in the hell is Mrs. Jones. I yeah, need to absolutely. know who is playing this role hey, of Mrs. Jones. For the Jones. record, he's not cheating. Right. Mrs. Jones is cheating. <laughs> yeah, very true. Because he was single. Billy Paul is just is just hooking up with Mrs. Jones, but they had to break it up because she cannot afford for to be caught. That's right. <laughs> if you listen to the lyrics, he ain't the cheater. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great point. But if it's playing too much in the crib, oh, like Bucky said. No. Now, that's the thing. Hey, is if it's playing too much in the cribs, this? that's the boyfriend coming home and be like, wait a minute. Wait a Why minute. is this song playing again? <laughs> Why is this on a loop? Why Man. is this on a loop? My man Bucky Gobbo sitting in for the vacation and Rob Babers. Well-deserved vacation. My man is a grinder, as all of you know. Is he grinding? Is he, does he, did he went, he went to Idaho? Yeah. This Bless is him thing. trying to get back That's from all this madness. That's what I was madness. just about to say. My goodness. I wonder if he's already looked into that to make sure that uh, he can make it back in time. But the people that are making it back in time, we'll talk about the Dallas Cowboys here in just a little bit. But I wanted to get Buck's thoughts on this bowl game down in San Antonio this Thursday night, Cowboys and the Texas Longhorns playing pretty much simultaneously at some point on Thursday night. Mm -hmm. But there's big, big news coming out of the Alamo Bowl right now. There was a question that was asked, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Obviously, we know that DeMarvian Overshawn, Rojo, and, of course, B. John Robinson have all decided to opt out of this bowl game to try to get ready for the NFL draft. They are all – I know that – Bijan's there, and I know that Rojo's there. I haven't seen any pictures or videos of Demo being there, so that's an interesting dynamic in itself with these guys that are coming down there as well, which is, I don't know. I mean, it's a I'm nice glad, thing. You know, I'm it's glad a, that they're still engaged with well, the players. Well, I mean, I think it's a nice thing. It's nice, but if I'm the head coach, it you know, either there or not, it doesn't matter. But if you're not playing, you can't be a distraction hanging out with my guys. You 
I mean, if you're moving along, well, move along. <laughs> you know, you're allowed to come yep, back to yep. the workout room and do all that stuff, but you don't have to be down there at the bowl game and hanging out. They, they got presents, Buck. They got gifts. Well, I, they I, got the gift bags that they wanted. I mean, Rojan's, Rojan's such a he's, he's such a leader. Well, I need to make new leaders. I don't. Right. You don't need to be around the huddle now. I agree. With if you're that. not playing in the game, let me start to make some new leaders out of some of these young guys. Have some of these young guys yeah, step up. Yeah, you started to be on your way. You started into your what you're going to do as a profession. Yep. It is not. I'm not shooing you away, but. You know, you don't have to talk to the team. You know, I don't need all that from you. Just try to keep it moving. A yeah, little and bit. I still Let me get and, some and, of the younger players to step up. Once again, I don't begrudge the kid from for leaving early. If you're, I mean, Bijan. Yeah, I mean, I just thought Rojo. I thought I thought Rojo for him to get another game on tape for him as a starter. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they got enough tape on. Him. I mean, I, once once again, they they have enough things on them. But if I'm going to be a starter in the bowl game. And and I swear, before all the agents started getting involved and stuff, those kids looked at those games and said, you know what? They don't ever think about getting hurt. They just think they're playing in another football right, game. Right. You know? They could get hurt in the yard or something. You know, yep. the hedge clippers can cut off a finger. So they don't think about this stuff. They just play the game because they play the game. Right. That's but all of a sudden, starts, things mentally start getting into their minds. I mean, this is just another chance for Roshan Johnson to put some – some stuff on tape for me. Yeah. He's not a first-round pick. He's not going in the first day. But do you think – yeah, well, that was going to be my question. If, for him not to be a first-round pick, does it even matter that he plays in the game? Because he's pretty much done what he's going to do. There's nothing that he can do differently. He's not going to do – there's nothing he can do even in this game to make himself a first-round pick. Correct. But he can move up to a second-round pick. And a maybe high second-round pick or, or something Or maybe like not a third – you know, a right. third-round pick. You can move, I think you can move that. But he can also do that at the senior bowl. I mean, I, I understand what's going on. All those – all the GMs, all the coaches, they're all at the senior bowl. That's right. the most important game out of all of these uh, kind of games that these guys play in. And I know you want to be healthy, but – don't think about that. Just think about it. it's another game. Yep. But we've seen guys get hurt. You know, we saw it was a Jalen Smith that just about Jalen Smith, yes, yeah. for the Cowboys. Well, but for how, Notre Dame. But I think and it's also Willis not. It's, it's also not just the game. It's the weeks of practices leading up to it. Oh, where yeah, you're now able to go. Hey, man, as dumb as the combine is. I need to perform well at the combine. At my best. I need to so be at my I best. I need to work more on my forty time. I need to work more on weightlifting, and I got to work on all these other things. And I can't be doing that while I'm also going through all these drills during practice. I need to spend that time because the difference of how many reps I do on my bench press could be a third or fourth. Yeah, round and pick. the difference yeah. of me running a you know a four five flat instead of a four four six could make a difference. My could ankle is bummed up because yeah. of that. And the so, practice well, in the game. I, I get it, but I mean that's. It's like Hards winning all these games indoors. Come on, it's football. Let's go. Let's get out there, Buffaloes. Come on, man. I prefer prefer (laughs) if you're a senior, like, I get it. And if you're a senior that's going to finish your career and that's it, you're not playing the next level, I'd love to see you in that bowl game. If if you're going on the next level, then let the new kids play because I'd rather watch them and see what I got for next season. If if it's a Mm -hmm. college football playoff, yeah, I don't want you to opt out. I think everybody would have played. If we're playing for nothing – if we're playing for, hey, let's go beat Washington, and we're playing, I want to see the young guys. I want to see what Quinn Ewers, if he's made progress in sure. the time off. I want to see what our young running back core, if they can go dominate. I want to see what this O line. But can if do. you're Rojo and you tell me I'm going to play in this bowl game, yeah, I'm still leaving next year. I'm like, okay, you're going to be starting. I need you to go ahead because oh, yeah. that's another win. That's oh, another yeah. win for me. And here's some more stuff you can put on film and just you know just. Let's go. Show yep. them that you can rush for 240 yards. Right. That you know, you without Bijan. You got that ability to do that. Yep. For me, I, if before. I'm an NFL guy and I see that guy get in the game and is a starter against Washington and he rushes, yeah. So what do you move if you move up six picks? Yeah. But you know, hey, Bucky, what if he goes in that game and I know. he runs? What if? I what know. if he runs for two yards a carry? 
run, carries the ball 14 times. Because a bunch of guys don't give a crap about playing in the Alamo Bowl. <laughs> right. Well, and they got, they don't block well for it, and he gets, and the defense keys in on him. It's two way short. And now they go, hey, man, you're not a, we were going to pick you in day two, but you're a day three guy. Maybe We four. just saw what you go. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I'll bet on myself. That's how I'd feel yeah, exactly. going into that no, game. I'm going to bet on that. myself. Yeah. And, and for him, he does. I mean, that guy can take a whole crap load of film and show it to him. Yeah. You know, he's played a lot. Yeah, of, he's played, played a lot, lot of, of football. Yeah, he's played he, a lot of football here. Yeah, he's going to – like I said, I don't begrudge. I mean, I mean, it just depends on, on how you feel about the game. I, I just before, – before all these guys start – other people besides your family start getting involved. Right. It, those it's guys just go voices. play. Yeah. They're, just, they're just kids playing football. And that's how it always has been. And that, that's something that you, you want to continue to look at. And that is why there's another name that popped up that they were talking to him, and that's Jalen Ford. Jalen Ford has done a lot, and people asked him during this week what he thought about, is he going to come back or is he going to go pro? Well, he's playing in the game, so that obviously means he's trying to put something else on film film so they can watch, and especially against a team like Washington, as we know, is a high-powered offense that will put up a lot of points regardless of who they're going against. Oh, yeah, well, and some of the throws that, that their lefty Michael makes. Michael Penix, that's I mean, right. he throws in some tight windows, and this kid seems to have a nose for the football. Absolutely. And if he can make some plays, and this only helps him. This, Correct. This this can't hurt him. By the way, he's just a newcomer. He couldn't even make whatever it was teams. He, yeah, he didn't make the – he wasn't yeah. all-Big 12 defensive player of the year, which we thought he was going to be able to because he does have 109 tackles. He had four interceptions, forced fumbles, and some f- fumble recoveries. So you guys believe – more film. Yeah, more defensive player of So the more weeks. film of him in a big game right. really, really matters to this, this kid. This will be a big opportunity for sure. him, especially because this is a team in Washington that is, what, 10-2 and two, and a team that we we didn't know much about because they were on the West Coast. But every week you kept hearing about Michael Penix Jr. They have three wide receivers who a lot of people keep wanting to compare them to Texas Tech. And I'm like – I think they're more UTSA because UTSA had big wide receivers yes. that put up big numbers, and not just because both quarterbacks are left-handed. Both quarterbacks try to they can avoid the pocket and, and make big throws because they have those big play wide receivers. This is a big opportunity for the secondary of the Texas Longhorns as well to make to put some film out there well, for themselves for as sure, well or get lit up or get lit up that's that's the, the yin and the yang but i truly believe that both of these teams really want to be in this bowl and i think that both of these teams are both trying to set up for next year yeah i, I think did, that's I, the messaging i just don't i i don't know i don't know i've been been a lot of bowl games and you know i've been to games where it looked like it mattered i've been in bowl games where it looked like Oh, we're just going, you know, we're going to Florida. We're going to have a good time. You know what I mean? The yep. huddle smelled like a brewery. Every time you stuck your head in the huddle <laughs> yeah. during the week, it was like, wow. Oh, my God. Are you guys getting any kind of rest? Yeah, are you getting any? I mean, we used to have, we used to have those days where all you had to do was get to the field. Right. You know, we'd have a bus leaving the hotel. You see guys pulling up in cars with all girls dropping them off yep. in their uniforms and stuff, and they come running out to the field. And I said, the only thing you had to do is get to this get field. To the field. Yeah, but when when they blow the whistle for yep. the horn for stretch, you need to be in the stretch line. I right. said, I don't care. You don't have to be on the bus. And the coach, the coaches, I said, Magovic said, nope. You just need to be there on the field. Right. They would come flying out of cars in the parking lot. That was like, when y'all was in El Paso, right? Oh, we were, Playing in the Sun Bowl. No, right? no, they took the Sun Bowl serious. See, that's one of the things about it. That's why I think maybe this game matters because it was in the state of Texas. It's in the state of Texas. It's in the state of Texas. Yes. You know, I went, I, I went with Illinois once to the Sun Bowl before I came to Texas. 
Then I went to the Sun Bowl with Texas. By the way, one of the most delightful games I've ever played in. They took so much, such, such good care of our families in El Paso. Nice. The greatest time my family ever had was at the Sun Bowl. Worst time, the Liberty Bowl, the worst bowl trip in America. Memphis? Memphis. Wow. <laughs> Playing that old-ass stadium. It was so cold there. We spent Christmas in Memphis. And during the game, we played Notre Dame with Mark Bravaro. Yeah. Oh, my. Big Mark Bravaro. God, that guy could play tight end, offensive line, defensive yeah, line. he was huge. He was a big human being. But that stadium was so old. The wood seats, they were, it was like Rice Stadium. They were burning, they were burning like stuff in, to keep warm in the bleachers. Come on. You can see the little fires all over the place. <laughs> Come on, cold. What a trip. We were stuck in that hotel. So we go over to the Peabody Hotel and hang out. So your best bowl trip was to anytime I went to anytime I went to uh, the Sun Bowl was the best. I always thought okay. it wasn't a major bowl. We went to, at yeah. Texas went to Fiesta Bowl. We went to the Sugar Bowl. And you thought the Sun Bowl was better? I, I just loved the way they treated you. I loved the oh, way okay. they treated the family. They treated everybody had you know you know get those cars you know from the dealerships. Yeah, they had everything lined up. They had stuff for your family. My my family went skiing. They went to what's what's what is the the mountains out that way near up. Um, Rio you know, Rio Dosa. Rio Dosa, yeah. They went skiing. They had the best time out there. They just treated the families. They had everything all lined up for them. Bowl trips are great. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes it's just this is a reward for what your you've done. All, yeah, yeah, I mean, your hard work. So some of the guys go to these bowl games. They get the stuff, and you know what they're ready to do? They're ready to go home to their families right, now. Right. Oh, this is nice that we're doing this, and I got all this gear. But a lot of them are just about done with football. Believe me, they're not at peak performance. During the bowl season, right? They're at some of them had gone home to their mamas and had their cooking. And who's ready to come back here and start hitting right. guys? Well, the kids from Baylor weren't ready to hit anybody. No, they didn't want any of that. <laughs> so they were like, "Man, why are we playing outside?" And it's the worst time of the year in the I state of Texas. Home. I need I, to go home. I didn't think that'll add something though. That all these kids that went home, and since it is in Texas, it's a drive for anyone that's oh, around yeah. here. That there's going to be a lot of family in the building. Absolutely. And when you get that family in that Christmas, true. you're sitting down and they go, "What you going to do in the game?" And you're like, "Oh, I didn't care till now, but now <laughs> everyone's oh, calling me out. <laughs> no, calling out my friends from high school coming up yeah. to me saying I didn't do nothing this year and I got to step up in this game. Yeah. So, so some, some of them are going to care an awful lot about yeah. it because they have their folks and everything. I mean, well, right down in San Antonio, they're going to drive right down there to watch them, and well, it'll be a packed are, house from University of Texas. Well, you also have some of these kids that are trying to make a mark to say, "I'm I'm your chosen one for next year." You know, we're we're talking about Jonathan Brooks, who's getting this opportunity that's been patiently waiting behind two of the best running backs Mm -hmm. in school history. Then you also look at Jaden Blue, who at one point was the number one number one running back in the state of Texas. And then you also have the wide receivers like Savion Red. You have um, Brennan Thompson who are looking for their moments because now Ajay Hall's gone, so those reps are out the way, and now they're my opportunity. And then the other question that was asked today, Buck, was to um, X-Man, Xavier Worthy, and they were asking him about next year. Oh, what are you looking forward to for Mm -hmm. next year? And all he said was, well, I'm just looking forward to Thursday. That's like, a coach speak stuff from his coach. But, I mean, the biggest question is because his name is this entire offseason has been about the transfer portal. Are you looking to leave? Are you looking to stay? These questions that normally these kids aren't there to answer, now they're getting or, or to even be asked half the time because I don't remember X-Man being at that many availabilities this year. I don't think he was one of the chosen ones. Well, he to didn't be have to be in do anything. What did he do? <laughs> well, no, he's only a sophomore. So yeah. normally that's a junior and senior. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I just for him, I just think he has a lot of unfinished business 
here. I mean, I, I know with the the NILs and all that other stuff and he other got places. The roommate too. Yeah, and he's got his, his roommate. That's the guy who needs to. I mean, if he needs to find out if he's going to be the quarterback, not just of next year, but what is, what is my future? All you hear about is what's going to happen with Arch Manning coming in here, coming in here. Hell, I may not only have one more year. Well, right. I, I want to make it hard on Arch Manning to get my job too. You know I know what I'm so saying too. Yeah, I think I mean, that's I'm, the whole purpose of this. If he's a competitor, then he'll make it hard. Then he'll do all the right things he needed to do during this time. You know, he's had these extra practices, get work on his footwork, work on it. You know, his accuracy and things like that. If that guy comes out and just is just not good, right? That that that'll be a bad. That tells situation. me that will tell yeah. me an awful lot about him. If he if he still has some of the footwork he had during later in the season, we're all going to look and go. Man, when is Arch Manning going? I know they don't want to play him right, early, but they don't. But but, but by the way, well Arch Manning is a is a is is a competitor. He's going to want a good end. Plus, they got Malik. I mean, yep. is that guy going to get his opportunity? I would think in this game, if Sark, when is that kid going to play? I, I mean, think, how long think, how, how long think, can he be hurt? I honestly believe that he's the number two quarterback. I firmly believe that we will see Malik in, the bowl Murphy, game, in this bowl game. I, well, and I think this is a thing for Quinn too. You're going up against one of the best quarterbacks. In college oh, football, yeah. you want to yep. compete. You want to be better than the guy across the field. Yep. And so, if you say, "Hey, man, this guy, this guy somehow was got more Heisman votes than Bijan." Well, he's he's well. In, I better go out there. The and best show passing him offense yeah. in America. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's another something another to look at. Yeah, yeah, with him. And where is he? Where does he stand on all this? I mean, this is an important football game for him. This is this is I. Like I said, I don't know how how guys will take the game because I'm I'll look at the whole team because if the whole team comes out with that lackluster, you know. Let's let's just get this season over with. We got next yep. year. We're we're going to the SEC very soon. You know, maybe it's our year next year in the Big Twelve to get into that championship game. And this bowl trip is just fun for us. And nobody takes it serious. Well, I'm not going to just look at the quarterback. I'm going to look at all of them. I'm going to look right. at the coaches and say, so this is what you got out of all these weeks of practice. This is this is what you throw. This is what you throw out there. But I'm also going to look at it as a fact. That's what it is. It's the Alamo Bowl. It is not the Rose Bowl. It's you're not playing for a national championship. You're not playing to advance yeah. to the next round. We're all going to see how that that plays out for these kids and how much. I mean, like I said, family will be there. I think that's important. I, I, I every time I went to the Sun Bowl, I mean, when I went to Sun Bowl with Texas, it was very important, even in El Paso, to the kids to play to Texas uh, when we played North Carolina to play really, really well in that game because. Their families were going to drive out to El Paso, no matter where they were in this state. They were driving to be there, so they wanted to show out in front of their family Absolutely. one more time. And and that 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 thing got sold out in a hurry down there at the Alamo Bowl, so you know it's going to be just packed with Texas fans. They don't want you to go down there and look sloppy, right? No, and I mean, and we're going to see a lot too early on the game of O and D line play. Yes. Those guys want to be physical, yes, and they want to go out and say we're going to be the more physical team, and we don't care. It's a bowl game; we don't care. Tell you right. we are coming to play, and we are the toughest guys on the field. If they set the pace there, then it's a lot easier for everybody else. Dude, to follow if I'm them Alfred on. Collins, I want to have the game of my life exactly. going into the following year because I need to be a stud the following year because your time is running out. Hey, I mean, I want to be on the Big Twelve. I want to be on Big Twelve preseason list. I want to yes. be on every watch list that comes out, yep. and that's why I think for Texas. The offensive line is definitely going to be one of those positions that are game ready to better. play. That's right. And they're getting this opportunity to gel even more so than what we saw before. So for me, this is a is a game, to your point, Buck, Texas wants to be there. Regardless of what's sure. going on around them, 
Texas wants to be there because this is an opportunity for them to get better. And it's and, always been a show-off. I mean, it's yes, been a high-scoring, Very much a high-scoring. It's one of the most watched bowl games, regardless of who's in it, because there's so many things that happen in it. Mm-hmm. But most importantly for me, what I want to see is the things that you touched on. How improved is Quinn yours? How, how is his release different? How is his timing with X-Men? What is Jordan Whittington sure. going to do in this game? Are we going to use Jordan Whittington the way that we should? Is Jonathan Brooks the next in line to become a great runner at the University of Texas? Oh, All these things have that opportunity. Sanders is the guy I'm going to look at because I think Sark will go out of his way to watch so much film on guys like George Kittle. Yes. This year, and how am I going to use that that kid for next year? Exactly. For next year, he's going to run the ball, coming you know, coming in fly motion. He's a he's a pretty good runner with the ball. In Absolutely. His how do I maximize his ability? And I know this, you know, one thing about that kid Sanders, if he's not in the game, if you're not getting the ball to him mentally, his blocking does it doesn't not, it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, it doesn't work. He has to in order for him to become a a a, a real good blocker and, and stay on blocks, he's got to be a part of your passing game. He has to feel like he's involved. If you make him just Okay, we're going to do this, for, you know, as he did for Bijan. I really need you to block. Right. That doesn't work for that kid. I've watched him play. He's not this devastating blocker if he's not involved in the offense. You know yeah. what I mean? So you yeah. got to you got to find he he is like a kittle. He can do those kind of things. He's a playmaker. He's yes. one of those guys. You, you can you can even call him Travis Kelsey. I yeah. mean, he can he's going to that gonna, guy in, in the off season. They're going to work on on making him a big part of this. You know, and, and getting Jordan Whittington and and of course if 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 Xavier Worthy's around here. He can't go into the following year and have the kind of year he had this year. He just yeah. He, they'll get they'll get that straightened out. I don't care if he's running two yard outs. They'll yeah. get the ball in his hands. They don't have to always throw bombs in him, but they'll find ways to do. It. They they can't have that taken away. They can't have all this bomb throwing where he doesn't get a chance or whether it's overthrown or whatever. They got to put him in spots where he goes down and run an eight yard hitch right and get and the he ball catches. in his hand and let him yeah. make a move. And that's one of the things too that I was thinking about. As you start to look at, okay, maybe we're not hitting those home runs like we want to, but you can go back pre-concussion by Tua. He was hitting guys coming across the middle, and they were taking it to the house. That's where sure. the timing has to be where where uh, Coach Sark is trying to get it with yours. Those crossing routes, let those guys catch it in stride because he always talks about, I want to, I want my guys to catch the ball while they're moving. Yeah, and I see, and I didn't. That's what I didn't see. You know, we heard about all these these freshman speeches they had. I never saw. I mean, if those guys are that, why don't why aren't they playing in the game and, ca- and catching those balls when right. somebody else is? I mean, don't they have a kid from Desoto that can absolutely get it? No, he's the one that's coming next year. The one that you're thinking of, the kid from um, West Texas. That's the kid, Brendan Thompson, and they also have the that track Savion, guy. the track guy. He he caught one pass, got I think he got like seventeen yards, and then they never threw him the ball. But again. we never see those guys again. Right. No, if they're if they're right. by the way, if you're all that, you're going to be all that all year. Correct. You know, you're not going to play in one game, and then you don't you don't play for four games. You know, because they're trying to get somebody else. No, they know what you have. You got to. I, I think you you need to find guys that can catch and run. They they don't have to all be all six three they guys. They can be five ten, five nine guys. They don't. But but you got to get that tight end. That tight end is too good to let him go to waste and not be involved in the game and think of him as, well, he's a blocker. He'll catch passes every once in a while. He gets disinterested in the game. He's Quickly. not interested in the game. Right. And you're right. And, and it, you, if you watch him play, watch him early when he's not catching passes and right. he's just a blocker. He's like, oh, I can get it. That's why the other guy came in as a blocker. They right. Used that's why he extra, kept using an extra yeah. lineman. Yeah. And you're 100% correct. And that's why I think it's very important. He's almost like a basketball player yes. that doesn't get his shot you're early right. in the game. He kind of – 
you, you don't feel him anymore. And so you got to find a way to get him the ball, keep him moving as fast as he possibly can, and keep the energy up. And, and I always, do love the fact yeah. of what she said about the George Kittle thing. I think it is oh, a yeah. spot on because he is that type of player. And I want to see him, what he can do when he gets in the open field. Yeah, and I and then I'll say this about Sark is when you first got here, you, you spoke so glowingly of, of, of Jordan Whittington, but you didn't use him. He was – He's healthy. We've all been waiting for him to have a healthy year. He wasn't hurt this year, and you really didn't use him. But you loved him when you first got here. What happened to the love? Yeah. No, he still loves me. He just don't use him. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> he, okay. he came out I after, you. I can't remember which game it was, a TCU game, and they asked him who had a good offensive performance, and he said, Jordan Winnington. They said, anyone else? He said, no. Yeah. <laughs> so he so love like, him. He did. And I think the last couple games, they started to finally try and use him. But, yeah, I agree. Go like Give that man some tape. Yeah. Put him out on there and let him sure. get some tape because – he he has been so talented. It's such a huge part of the the good parts of this season. Yes, yep, that you sure. need to try and get him something that if he is going to come back another year and use that medical reg, hey man, let him come on back and and if he's staying he's staying healthy again, knock on wood. Good grief, you got to yeah, use him. You gonna have yeah, you definitely. That's the other person that we were going to talk about is okay. What happens with him? Is he going to stick around after this bowl game? Is is uh. Jalen Ford, is he sticking around after this bowl game? You know, Those a, are the guys that you really want to see. two-way deal with the sword there, man. If they have great games, they could be on their way. Right. But if they have good games, they could be back here. I mean, a great game for a guy like Jalen Ford. I mean, somebody in the NFL may say, you have all the instincts. We watch you even for one year. Your instincts to get in the passing lanes and yep. your ability to catch balls, not drop them as a line, but, exactly. but actually make the catch. And, and you're always and around the ball. after it. Yeah, and you're around the ball and these fumbles. That's good enough for us. But what is good enough? Right. You know, what is fifth the, round what is, pick? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Sixth round pick? What if the NFL comes back to you and say, oh, you'll definitely get drafted, but it's going to be later in the round. You go back another you year. You go back another year. Oh, you could be in the top. Then that's, that's unless he's going to be Dr. Ford yeah, and, or and, something. And that's the other reason, too, Bucky, that I was talking about. These guys are playing for something, and that's why I believe that Texas will show up and be ready to play. Not only that, Coach Sark used to coach there. Coach Choate used to yep. coach there. And PK used to coach there. So there's more incentive for those guys to go out there and play a little bit harder. Man, I appreciate you coming in and sitting with me. I know you, you got a lot me. going on. Um, my man Patrick is getting ready to head over to the uh, Moody Arena. Is it Moody Center or Moody, Moody Arena? Center. Yeah, the Moody, Moody Center. Center because there's so many Moody's around here, because he's getting ready for Texas basketball. Well, I hope Rod B. gets back, man, because I, I, I'm We do need I'm to feeling, check on him, man. Yeah, I'm, check I'm, on him. I'm going ho- to give him a holler, because I tell you what, that travel. Especially why, right now with all the cancellations. I just hope he Southwest didn't Airlines, fly Southwest. That's Southwest be the Airlines is question. just, they're taking such a hit yeah. all over, not only through the media, but on all the websites about how you suck and doing this. And you're telling, telling people, uh, we won't be able to even, you can't even get online with us for four days. I mean, that's like Friday. I'm like, yeah. Or there's going to be some angry son of a gun. Especially when a lot of these parents are trying to get to their kids' games and now they're renting cars to be able to drive across America. There's so many stories that are out there. But coming up in just a minute, we're going to talk about the Hard Knocks life. And I'm going to talk about Carlos Correa and try to figure out what in the world is really going on and what is the injury that is stopping this guy from getting them checks. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folk. But in front of y'all, I'm gonna speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to Top of the Charts, Tuesday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy, Hardball Harge. You can follow me on Twitter, at Hardball Harge. Y'all can hit up my man, Rob Babers, if you want to, at Rob Babers. And you can hit up my man, Patrick Davis, who is in charge of Top of the Charts, Tuesday, at It's Patrick Davis. Both of those guys are out. I got my man, Corey, sitting in, ready to rock with me. And if you want to be a part of the show, you can hit me up on the Specs text line, 512-337-377. Seven six. So I wanted to get into this. I know we're right in the middle of uh, football season, but this Carlos Correa story just really has been interesting to me because, as we all know, there's opportunities out there, and there's a lot of money that has a lot of transactions. I mean, you start looking at how much money is being spent. I believe that the the Mets have spent over three hundred and fifty million dollars. And it doesn't include the $75 million in penalties for exceeding the luxury tax uh, threshold. They are spending money and spending money like crazy. And they signed Justin Verlander. They brought in two, uh, four pitchers, and they brought back their center fielder. So they spent all this money to get better, and they became the team to beat. Everybody's looking at them and saying, oh, you look at that staff, you're bringing in a guy like Carlos Correa, everybody's exciting. But if you don't, excited, but if you don't remember, Carlos Correa originally was going to sign, I don't know why my phone keeps doing that, Carlos Correa uh, originally was going to sign with the San Francisco Giants. San Francisco has now missed on Carlos Correa and Aaron Judge was another name that was out there. Well, then you start thinking about, all right, this is going to be a good move. Well, how come there hadn't been a press conference? We've been waiting on this press conference for Carlos Correa, and he had signed that deal of 12 years, $315 million, but he didn't pass the physical when he was with when he was out with uh, the Giants. Well, then, as soon as that happened, everybody jumped in there, and the Mets was like, nope, we're going to go get this guy. We're going to make this happen. Well, everything happens when the physical gets to be taken part of. Well, both teams now are looking at that physical and they're like, wait a minute, there's something that's not right on this medical. And of course, if you've been in a baseball game and you know what's going on or any line of business, to be quite honest with you, and there are some quote unquote red flags and you're sending, you're sitting out here trying to decide if you're going to spend this amount of money, you want to make sure that you're going to get a return on your investment and the return on the investment may not be what you think it's going to be if there's this injury history. And the issue seems to be that he has had this ankle, right ankle injury 
that he sustained in the minor leagues that have led to teams saying, hold up, we're not going to look at this money and just want to go out and give it. Now, Scott Boris is his agent, and if you know anything about Scott Boris, he is one of the toughest, and, and he fights hard for his players to be able to get that money. But it seems to be with this language that's in there, especially when they're spending this much money, everyone is looking at it and saying, no, there's something not right about this. So we're going to try to figure out if we can put some clauses in this contract because nobody wants to get burned. And if you know anything about the Mets, by the way, they're still paying Bobby Bonilla. And his time will be coming up again where Bobby Bonilla will still be getting this $1 million. Now, I know it was a different ownership at this time. But Steve Cohen, he seems to be a guy that doesn't really care about spending money. As I just told you, they've gone over the luxury tax and not even really worrying about it. They're going to pay the penalty, but he still has a lot of money. And I, I, I believe I saw the other day that the money that he has spent on these players is like 4% of the money that he actually has in his bank account. Like, he's that rich. That's like $350 million is like, Four percent of his money. It's like him getting a candy bar. At the exactly. Gas He's like, man, you know what? I'll buy you what you want. You want you want some? Who's in a car with us? Do we need to buy something for somebody? He's looking at it as like, ah, it'll be okay because what he's seeing is my opportunity of winning a championship. So this number is still something that when you when you start looking at how is Correa going to get paid this money, what is going to be the guarantees, the no trade clause, there's so many different things that are are need to be put in perspective and when you start looking at these contracts. Other people have already had their press conferences when you start looking around the league on the big signing days and everything that's involved with that, but this was one of the biggest catches and I wonder if this was something that has kind of held other teams back. When he was with the Astros, obviously the Astros had to have known about this for a long time. He was their number one pick. He was the number one overall pick. And you start looking at it and you're like, oh, well, they already knew about his history, but they weren't willing to play that financial gain with them because they also looked at what Pena was and they knew that they had something there. But then he goes and plays with the Twins. He obviously passed their physical but it wasn't for that big-time contract, and he had it out in his contract. So he's also dealing with some back injuries as well. So for me, don't forget, he had a massage a few years ago when he was with the – no, he wasn't with uh, Deshaun Watson. He was uh, getting a massage, and he ended up having a cracked rib at that time. So he ended up getting hurt from that. So there's so many things that it, that have gone around with Carlos Correa, but don't make no mistake about it. He's one of the best players in the game. He's truly talented, uh, gold glove type shortstop, big power, World Series champion, and continuing to go out there. But it is kind of ironic that two teams that were offering him a ton of money are both looking to possibly back out of the deal or – they're trying to get recoup some money on on the contract, so they're not going to be held liable for that. With all that being said, I think Carlos Correa does end up getting signed. I think he's going to have to make some adjustments to his contract. But again, if Correa isn't signed, what do the Mets do next? They already have 
Francisco Lindor. So Correa was going to end up coming in to be the third baseman. Do they go out and try to trade for another big-time third baseman? Maybe Rafael Devers for the for the Red Sox. I don't know if the Red Sox are really looking to get rid of him, but I don't know if the Red Sox really want to pay that much money because Devers is that type of guy. Is is the Mets or is the Mets making this move? going to change the market because he is a, a top notch third baseman. He plays well. He I don't think of I have I don't remember him ever being out for injuries. If you're a Red Sox fan, go ahead and tell me yes or no. Hit me up on the Specs text line 512-337-3776. But Devers is another guy that's pretty talented, but can he be better a replace better replacement than Carlos Correa? And um, if you look at the Mets like I think it was taken into account the Correa signing, but the odds had them right there with the Astros as right. the, the lowest or highest, the best odds to right. win the World Series. Right, and so that's they're the all question. in right now. They are definitely all in, especially when you go out and you get a Verlander to go with Scherzer, to go with some of the other pitchers that you already have on that staff. You got the back end, you got your closer that's there. You got Damn. Francisco Lindor that is playing unbelievable. You got the what do they call him, the polar bear, uh, Alfonso, Alonzo, Alonzo, Alonzo yeah. yeah, playing first base. They are a talented baseball team and baseball organization, but is Correa the difference maker, or can you bring in a guy like Devers? See, Correa's only 28, but Devers is even younger. Yeah, he's younger than that. He's a a lefty. Yeah, Um, and that's a big-time bat that you're going to need. Yeah, Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see. This thing, baseball season, is always something that you continue to look at, and you're like, this is going to be crazy, but... You never know because this injury situation is going to, I don't know, put a dark cloud across the Mets because of the history. And this will be the second team that has decided, uh, this injury report kind of scares me. And I believe that these guys are trusting their doctors a lot more, especially when the money is involved. And if they find that out, they're going to try to take some of that money off the top where you're not getting as much. We'll take you. But you're going to have to give us something back, and we don't know what's going to happen with that. When we come back off the record, we're going to stay in New York. What's wrong with my man Miles Austin? I mean, former Dallas Cowboy. He also dated a Kardashian at one point, and now he made some wagers? Oh, all that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. D.D. Mega doo-doo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a brain man, Cole. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. This edition of Off the Record is uh, a little interesting one, and this one might be on your record if you really want to think about it. Uh, Jets wide receivers coach Miles Austin was suspended for violating the NFL's gambling policy. Miles, a 38-year-old uh, wide, former wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys, the Cleveland Browns, and other teams, was suspended this past weekend after – it was found out that he was violating the league's gambling policy. His uh, attorney came out and said the NFL suspends Miles Austin for wagering from a legal 
from a legal, not illegal, a legal mobile account on table games and non-NFL professional sports. Uh, Miles did not wager on any NFL games in violation of the gambling policy for NFL personnel. He has been fully cooperative with the NFL's investigation and is appealing the suspension. Now, as I said, he played in the NFL for 10 years, played with the Cowboys, the Browns, and the Eagles. He became a coach in 2019 with the 49ers, and he also came over with Robert Sala when he took the job in 2021. The story goes on to say, it's pretty interesting to me, as he said, ESPN has reported that Austin was making the bets from the team's training facility, which is also a violation of NFL rules, and the league have been tracking, tracking his gambling activities on the website, which is interesting because, number one, are you using your real name when you're gambling? Number two, they're tracking the numbers. And number three, how are they knowing that it's your phone, your situation, your money, all these things? So they have to be doing this deep dive in finding out and investigating these players. Now, my question is, it didn't say how long they have been tracking him, but how often was this happening, number one? Number two, was this something, the violation seems to be that you were making these bets from the training facility? Are you, If you were making them from your home or if you were making them from a car that was out somewhere or you're riding somewhere, how many times have we been out? Well, I don't know about you, Corey, but... I know that I'm out and I'll start watching something. Then I'll look at my phone to see, oh, what are the what are the lines on this game and what's paying attention to? So it's interesting to me that if this is true and he's not betting on NFL games, why the suspension? Is it just you can't gamble on anything? Uh, the other thing that I find interesting, because we also know that Calvin Ridley, who was a former Atlanta Falcons player, has been suspended for the entire season. He just got traded over to the Jacksonville Jaguars, so we'll see what happens with him when he's ever going to be reinstated. But the funny thing, and I consider it hypocritical, that the NFL in all professional sporting events all have signs about betting. All of them are up there. DraftKings is all over the place. Rob my bookies. I mean, you start looking – at every what, even during Premier League games, soccer that started back up this past weekend, they have these betting sites that are on a scroll going across the screen every five seconds. I'm just curious to it if you're going to be that invested in it, how are you not letting, if they're not betting on the sport that they're participating in, why is it such a problem? I understand gambling in some places are very illegal. I understand that. But when, you, when you're doing this and you're shoving gambling, gambling, gambling all in our faces, it's a little bit hypocritical when you're, when you're trying to get somebody that's not even betting on football. He's betting on table games like cards. And you're not letting, but he can go to a casino and go gamble the entire time. I mean, you're not that far from New Jersey. I mean, I'm just curious to, to the NFL's rules and regulations. Do as I say, but not as I do. Yeah, it's like your mom told you. Huh? Exactly. I know my I know I'm over here doing this, but I you can't do it. I'm grown. You're not. So I guess that's kind of the same situation. It's just interesting to me that the NFL continues to want to hammer people about certain things, but they're benefiting from a lot of the things that 
they're telling us not to do. I wonder if it's just the fact that he was in the facility, if that's it what ha- it was. It, I think that's what it, it – that would be something that, I, okay, I would be like, okay, if it has to do with me being in a facility, understood. But if I'm out and I'm playing this because they said they've been monitoring his activities. Must have like – you know, I don't want to get too technical, but it must have been like there's an IP address from this For website sure. in the facility. It, it has Somebody to be. Somebody figures it out. Because, um, I mean, I, they're allowed to go to a casino and play a table exactly. game, Exactly. Right? That's what. That's the whole thing that I'm, I'm, I'm curious to the activity and how they were tracking it and how it got back to it being miles. And there's so many other things that I'm curious about, about our tracking, because we've been talking about this for a long time. We are tracked a lot in what we're able to be seen and what we can't see. And it's interesting to me because I've asked our man Dave all the time about our IPs, and he's like, don't use this site, use this site, don't go here, do this. So there's there are certain things that you kind of have to pay attention to. But I guarantee you this, everybody in that locker room now is aware to if they are playing those games or fantasy football, does that count if you're going up there on DraftKings? Is that something that you can do too? I don't know. It's 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 a real interesting time in the NFL and sports in general with the betting and the general public and how you as a professional, whether you're a coach or a player, how your misdoings now can ruin your career by something that's so simple as you making a wager on some blackjack or or Texas Hold'em, something like that. It's crazy. But that's the way the NFL goes, and that's the way all this is happening. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles and take a look across the NFL. And then I also want to ask Corey about what he thinks about the uh, Alamo Bowl matchup because it's two days away, folks, and we are here to make it happen. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.